This episode is sponsored by the publisher Rootledge. Rootledge has an extensive collection within education and educational leadership. They publish thousands of books and journals each year, serving scholars, instructors, and professional communities worldwide. Go to their homepage, rootledge.com. Welcome to the podcast, Research in Leadership in Schools and Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings. Leadership in these areas always takes place in an intersection between the political, ethical, educational and personal context. And there is often a tension within these contexts. And hence, it is very important, I think, to dwell with research in leadership and knowledge about leadership, both practical and theoretical. In order for you to become a better leader, I hope that you will gain insight from this interview that I have conducted with a researcher in leadership in schools, early childhood settings or social care settings. Yeah, so I am here at uh, the Leadership Connected Conference in Chicago. It is McCormick Center for Early Childhood Leadership who organizes the conference. And there are many uh, presentations here. And one of the presenters is uh, Dr. Catherine Smay Carston. She is an, an uh, associate professor uh, in Mount Royal University in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And first of all, welcome to the podcast, Catherine. Oh, thank you very much. I'm pleased to be here. And we are going to talk about uh, the subject of uh, pedagogical leadership. Let me start by asking, so how do you find, how do you define the concept of pedagogical leadership? Well, it's been very interesting. And part of my learning as I've gone through um, the exploration of looking at pedagogical leadership, a very sort of simple definition is around um, the facilitation of teaching and learning. But as I've been more engaged with partners throughout our project and the research that we've been doing, I've really moved to um, think about it as facilitating thinking and learning. And I've moved in that direction because I think that um, a lot of pedagogical leadership is engaging with others. It is a practice of relationships and it is an opportunity to be able to build connections with each other and learn or co-learn with each other as we go forward. And if we were in a school context, would, would, would we then have called it for instructional leadership? Um, yes, in a school context I would, but I primarily work within an early learning context and so we're just, we're using the term pedagogical leadership and we work with what we call pedagogical partners who are working with um, educators and administrators to uh, help build their skills and understanding in pedagogical leadership. And if you were to expand your research area to schools as well, let's say grade one, two, three maybe, would you still stick to the concept of pedagogical leadership or would you shift over to use instructional leadership? 
I think I would still stick with pedagogical leadership because from um, certainly from my experience and working with uh, earlier grade teachers um, that this process has actually been very helpful very valuable for them as well too um, so I still think that it's part of our understanding of pedagogy as well pedagogy is how we think and how we learn so I think that's important too so you think that pedagogical leadership is broader than instructional leadership, so maybe instructional leadership focuses too narrowly on teaching subjects like maths and English, while pedagogical leadership maybe also encompasses um, emotional development, um, fine motor skills, uh, whole person kind of um, development. Yeah, I think that when we talk about pedagogical leadership, we really want to focus on um, kind of moving away from that traditional pedagogy to promote a different view of learning of the process, um, really exploring what the image of the child is, what the role of the educator is. And so that's the work that I've been focused on. But I think it would also be really relevant for um, certainly grades one to three within a school system. And then you have, I don't know if you are finished with this project, but maybe you are in the middle of starting it up but but you have a project where you focus on pedagogical leadership can you talk a little bit about that project I can um, so we have been tasked with um, implementing our new curriculum framework which has been developed for the early learning years in the province of Alberta and um, the process has been in our exploration is how to facilitate an understanding a learning change and somewhat of a paradigm shift for educators and administrators and how they engage um, with each other but also with children and families and so what we've done is found that um, the strata or using the process of pedagogical leadership has been really instrumental in helping them think about this new way of learning. Is it that action research project or is it uh, that you do qualitative some structure interviews or is it quantitative or how, how do you gather uh, data for the research? For the research? It's really an action-based inquiry project that focuses on how to support knowledge building, reflective thinking and a paradigm shift within the early learning context. Um, what we are doing is actually facilitating um, the project and then we'll be interviewing the pedagogical partners who are the people that are working with the educators and the administrators to um, help them understand this uh, change or this this change of uh, experience or roles. And and when you talk about the partners, can, can you kind of be specific and name example of these partners? Sure. It's um, we've set up a really interesting structure to um, working with participants because of the need or the um, inexperience of people within our home province around the implementation or application of pedagogical leadership what we've done is created um, basically a program that supports the um, learning or the professional learning for the partners who are working with the administrators. So our structure includes seven leaders who are academics from across the province who work with um, 32 partners around the province who then work or engage with educators and administrators in 122 ELCC centres. An ELCC centre, that's early learning... It's early learning and childcare. Oh yeah, 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 and 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 you said you had was it twenty two partners? 
Yes, a 32. 32. 32. And, and, and for example, who is one of these partners or three of them? Right. So a partner would be, um, so the, the leaders of the project are academics who have worked in the field of early learning for a number of years. We're making um, excellent use of our, um, our academics who are close to retirement and who are really engaged in this type of work. And then we're also working with 32 partners who work around the province and have had some skill development in um, coaching and in facilitating groups. They also have uh, a good understanding of the early learning framework concepts and um, have a keen interest in moving the framework forward and into practice across the province. And, and, and these uh, partners, is it uh, public organizations or is it private-run kind of uh, consultancies or, or what are they? So they have been, they're consultants, but they are hired through um, an agency, a professional development agency. And so we they're contracted through the agency. Um, many of them may have a variety of different positions uh, around the province. Some may work as administrators in programs, but also have... Um, a different level of experience and perhaps level of education as well too. So, so these uh, seven leaders, they will kind of um, have some education for the 32 partners and then the 32 partners will go out into 122 centers. Yes, yeah. So the academics, the seven leaders, um, will have a good understanding. Many of them have taught in, well, they've all taught in early childhood education programs. And so they have the opportunity to be able to facilitate relationships with the partners to help guide them to work with um, the 122 centers. So our model is, is that um, the leaders really provide the professional learning to support the, uh, the partners who then engage with the administrators and the educators in understanding how to implement the framework through the use of pedagogical leadership. And, and, and your collection of data, is it both uh, interviewing the partners after the implementation uh, process and also interviewing administrators at the early childhood centers? So at this point, we're just interviewing the partners. We're just starting. Um, we've, uh, we've had multiple phases of this um, program where we've been able to you know, certainly explore different learning strategies, et cetera. And so we're at the point now where we're collecting data from the partners and then uh, hope to move on to be able to collect data from the administrators and educators in a further phase of the, of the study. And, and, and do you want the partners to collaborate or do you want them to work kind of individually with, with some centers each? Well, let me explain to you here. Um, it's a bit complex when I talk about how they engage together. So um, there's really multiple levels of learning communities that we've used within the project. And we realize that um, that becomes a really valuable way for people to be able to connect and share their learning and feel confident in what they're doing. So um, as the pedagogical leaders, we have a learning community amongst the seven of us, and we often get together to discuss and talk about different um, strategies, resources that will be helpful for the partners and also helpful for the centers. The partners themselves, that group of 32, um, although they're spread geographically across the province, we bring them together uh, once a year for a learning, um, learning series session, but we also have monthly online learning sessions where we use technology to be able to um, come together and discuss a variety of different approaches, strategies, understanding 
understanding the framework concepts, exploring how to build reflective practice, etc. And so from that perspective, then they are collaborative and working together, although each partner is then assigned to work with a, a different ELCC centre. Let me just say, first of all, within that ELCC centre, it actually is really important that the partner gets to know who and what that centre is all about. So we really come from a personal-based process in understanding the culture of the program, understanding who they are, um, how they wish to participate, and so then we really then focus on... Um, facilitating the learning that meets the needs of that of that particular group. The pedagogical partners are, are supported heavily through the leaders, um, through individual discussions as well, to ensure that they're not just taking um, a model and doing the same thing with every program out in the community. Mm -hmm. So they're very responsive. Um, the relationship building pieces I had said earlier probably takes a good eight, ten months to really get a good understanding of what the program is working on, how they're how they function, um, what their values are. And so what we want to do is come in and respect that as well as work with them in engaging and understanding how to implement the curriculum framework. Yeah, so, so you talked about that the pedagogical partners, they work with the pedagogical leaders. And, and, and who are the pedagogical leaders? So the pedagogical leaders, again, are the academics um, who are then facilitating the professional learning opportunities for the partners. But in this project, initially, we had the pedagogical leaders meet with the administrators of each of the 122 centres to talk about what their role would look like um, as we engaged in the work of implementing the framework in practice. We found that this was really important because it provided us an opportunity to introduce pedagogical leadership to them versus administrative leadership. Um, some of the framework concepts, so looking at the image of the child, dispositions to learn. For us in Alberta, this was very new language and so many of them had received their education from a number of years ago and so we're not familiar with the concepts. And then we also talked about the resources that would be required of um, their staff. So shifting from um, individual planning time to allowing for pedagogical conversations would have an impact on staffing, um, whether it be on scheduling, on hiring, um, you know, some interim staff to be able to support these changes, how to uh, encourage opportunities for documentation and allowing staff to engage in, in a documentation uh, from looking at policies, at process, um, ensuring that families understood uh, the reason why they were, they were taking photos of children and how these photos were going to be used. This was really a key piece. So. Um, so the partners could work effectively and also have the support of the administrators in the program. And, and, and you say that this project with promoting pedagogical leadership, it kind of falls in line with the introduction of a new curriculum in, in Alberta. Yes. Is it written into the curriculum that they need to, that the administrator needs to perform pedagogical leadership? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's um, certainly, it's, it's stated in the curriculum, but it also really talks about the pedagogical learning process. And so what we have observed to date is that the administrators are actually highly engaged in um, 
participating in the conversations with educators about the learning that's happening for children, but then also the learning that's happening for the for the educators themselves mm. and how they're beginning to think differently mm. uh, and starting to have those conversations about uh, practice change, maybe wondering about why we've always done things a certain way and um, how we can make those changes. And um, so that has been really rich as we've gone forward. So, so this is very much about a reflective uh, way of working. Yes, yeah, oh, highly reflective. Um, opportunities have been incur- created for on-site reflection between the partners and the educators and the administrators, but we also have encouraged the development of a core team um, that would be inclusive of the educators and the administrators to start to think about how then they can bring um, the practice of pedagogical leadership into and across the whole center themselves and so what we're doing is small is starting with this small group and then facilitating also some staff learning sessions so um, other staff members who are perhaps not engaged specifically with the project are still learning about the framework Um, this will happen over a period of probably three years where then um, the core team will start to take on the responsibilities of the pedagogical leaders and working with other staff. So we're trying to spread that um, spread that knowledge throughout the center and engage them by sharing pieces of documentation, encouraging them to take some documentation and having some discussion as well too. So we've seen a real shift. Um, a lot of programs are talking about moving from staff meetings where it's one-way conversation about you know who left the milk out of the fridge to a much deeper level of pedagogical conversation and how children are learning and um, why we're doing what we're doing and in fact it's really changing their whole understanding of planning and um, uh, facilitating learning for children so so, so you want to uh or you encourage to change the staff meetings from a one-way conversation mm-hmm. with a lot mm-hmm. of information from the director to a more kind of conversational mode. Do you have any specific methods that you encourage or is it more the overall aim of getting more conversation and reflection in? We have a variety of different methods that we've actually developed throughout the um, project. The um, A big piece of the work that we're doing is looking at what types of supports would help the pedagogical partner to be able to uh, facilitate these conversations within the centres but also within um, the that sort of community of practice that they're engaging with in the programs as well. So we've developed a um, facilitation guide which is actually actually been kind of a grassroots Delphi approach where participants in the um, pilot phases of the project actually contributed a variety of different strategies that they use to be able to build conversations. So for each of the areas there may be um, some learning activities to facilitate the conversation. There may be a um, series of reflective questions to encourage some individual thinking and then some group conversation. We've also been really creative in how we can share um, ideas or what we call 
as conversation starters to begin uh, the exploration of a lot of the learning. And so we've developed what we call conversation clips, um, using some of the content within the framework to be able to uh, sort of share a small video clip with the participants so they can view uh, and then talk about what that means to them in their practice. Mm. So again, we're really trying to go back to how to influence your practice, how, be, how it becomes real for you within your learning setting versus um, watching what someone else is doing. And, and, you, and you talked about that some of your activities for the staff meeting will encourage individual thinking and some will encourage group thinking. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's important to to have the staff in early childhood centers to do both individual thinking and to have the team to do group thinking? Yes, I think it's really, really important. Um, I think from an individual perspective, I think and from what we know from our research perspective is that there are many decisions that educators make in their practice throughout the day and sometimes they're not even aware of those those decisions or why they make those decisions and so the opportunity to be able to slow down and reflect a little bit and think about and then share that with someone else um, through the use of reflective questioning really helps you uncover um, what the learning is. A goal of our project is to make learning visible and um, visible for not only the children but also for the educators as well too. Um, this in, in in theory then is shared with parents, um, with the broader community and I think there's a greater understanding of the impact of early learning programs for children. This is what we really want to be able to see. To share within a group setting, I think that's where those conversations really come into play. So when there are um, differences of ideas. Um, that's where I think a lot of the work that is done up front is really around building trust and understanding that we all may look at things differently and that it's important to have that conversation uh, to be able to um, uncover where some of those thoughts are coming from and um, how we might proceed in a variety of different directions. And, and uh, you say that it's important for the staff to document their learning which must include i think in your line of thinking both the children's learning and the staff's learning yes Uh, how do you do that do you do that with uh, posters on the wall with emails with uh, i don't know video or how, how how do you document the learning okay so from within this project right now because we are working with the pedagogical partners um who are working with the educators In the programs, there's a variety of different strategies. Some people have implemented the use of reflective journals with educators, and uh, that always tends to be a bit of a challenge around time uh, and resources. So some of them will use um, a series of of, uh, sort of a photo documentary reflection opportunity and then use those photos to be able to facilitate conversations. Um, And if writing is a barrier, that's often found to be a really good approach as well. Uh, We ask that the partners, after each visit um, add to a reflective journal and so the leaders will read those on a regular basis Um, prior to our monthly conversations with each partner we read their reflective journals where they're posing different questions they're talking about some of their aha moments and then the leaders will model the use of professional um, or pedagogical leadership with them to help them uncover some of their learning as well 
are, are themselves. So it really is a cyclical model um, as we work through this process of pedagogical leadership and trying to bring it into the forefront of programs. Yeah, actually time is about to run out. Is there something we need to say at the end to wrap it up? Or was that a good ending, maybe? That's a good ending. Oh my goodness, it, it's still ongoing. Uh, I think just some of the learning that we've experienced is that um, it's important to create a culture of learning in um, through the use of pedagogical leadership uh, that's safe and inclusive, respectful and welcoming and should be enjoyable. Um, we find we found that it's really important to have participatory activities that reflect the learner's stories and experiences. So using uh, their ideas, using um, their experiences and then discussing uh, values of there's certainly a value of the layered external pedagogical support. So having the leaders and the partners to come into programs and support them. Uh, importance of engaging the administrator. And um, I think just being responsive to kind of small pieces of information and change to reflect um, and to dissect. And that um, this is a process and that it takes time to be able to facilitate change, particularly in busy early learning and childcare programs because there's, but it's exciting to see because the participants are saying that they've been renewed and that suddenly they're seeing their work in a different way and they're seeing the value um, of their work. And so that we're really pleased about. Thank you very much, Catherine. And if uh, some of my listeners want to find more about uh find out more about this project or about maybe you and your research is there a place on the internet or several places maybe where they can go and find information sure they can go to my um, biography page on uh, at mount royal university and so it's mru.ca and just look up Catherine smay karsten and uh, there's a sample there of one of the pieces of work that we had done around the facilitation of um learning communities with a group of um, educators within the school system but the early years within the school system that people might find interesting. That was the interview with a researcher in the leadership area. This podcast has come to an end. I would like to invite you to join our group on Facebook. If you just type in the search field on Facebook, Research in Leadership in Schools, Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings, you will find the group. In the group, there are announcements of new episodes and we are also able to discuss some issues being brought up in the episodes. This podcast has been running for a long time now and due to technical reasons all of the episodes are not available on all podcast platforms such as apple podcast stitcher and so on but in our group on facebook you can find the complete list of all the episodes that have been delivered so please join us on facebook i hope to see you there bye bye